Hello, this is American Patriot Alex Jones, and uh, I'm here to talk to you about all my favorite movies. One of my favorite... Wait, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, hold on a second, yeah, this is good. Oh, yeah, just got this picture from Roger Stone. Uh, hey, Shem. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Shem, look at it. No, no, take a look. No, no. No, no, come back. No, 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 come here. No, 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 no come back, it's funny. I sent him something first. It's just a little joke we play. It's just a couple of grown fellas having a good time. I don't, you know, being weird about the whole thing. It's not gonna bite you. It's not gonna bite you. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Can we can we do that again? Can we do another take? I just need I don't know one more. I don't think that was very good. I, I don't think I finished. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I. No. I, I, the phone's off. Phone's off. I, Hey, I swear, I wouldn't lie, okay? Hi, I'm... Now, this is Pod... You're gonna hear us jerk off the movie, as I said. You think this is funny? Yeah, is this funny? Just <laughs> <laughs> think about, like, Ash's mom. Like, how shitty of a parent she is. Like, your kid dies so much, almost. And you just like, well, yeah, keep having adventures, honey. It's like, oh, you're 10 now. I guess you're old enough to have this backpack and go talk to Doc Professor Oak and get the fuck out of my way. Was that the scene with the, with the little girls and the little girls? Why couldn't Superman spot that bomb? It was fucking covered in lead, bro. There you go. Now this is podcast. I saw his asshole fly through his mouth. Hell yeah, man. Now this is podcast. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Now, this, this is Spookcasting. No, nobody? No laughs? All right, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> well, this is now This Is Podcasting. I'm your co-host, Shem. I'm joined by my... Uh, you were going to well, say lovely. You were going to say lovely. I was going to say lovely, and I was yes, like, no, actually, were. I can't. I got to take that back. Yeah, man, some of us like to have compliments. <laughs> I, I think it would kill me, actually. I'm joined by this great individual named Sean... And a bunch of assholes named Mike, and then the biggest piece of shit of them all. I'm, our producer I'm an Josie, what's up, Joe? Piece of shit, Joe. How's that feel? <laughs> he did say something nice about me, so you know we did. Good. I did. Well, we did I mean, good. thank you, sir. Hey, uh, you're welcome. Any, anything for you, Sean? Yeah, man, I'm glad that your dolphins won today too. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, as I kind of hinted to you before, this is now Spook Casting. This is, uh, you know, it's now Spooktober. So for the next few weeks, we're just going to be bringing you guys the most premium horror content. Who knows? We might even revisit the abandoned Halloween Kills Four episode three. from last the year goat. while we discuss Halloween Ends. Thank <laughs> fucking God. That's not today, Let though. I was going to say when we're discussing Halloween Ends, that'll be in a couple weeks. But today, we're going to be talking about a new movie that came out uh, nope. just this summer. It is Nope, which was written and directed by Jordan Peele. It stars Daniel Kaluuya as O.J. Hayward, Kiki Palmer as M. Hayward, Stephen Ewan as Jupe. That's all I'm giving him. Michael Wincott as Antler's Holst, and Brandon uh, Pereira as Angel. Nope had a budget of $68 million, estimated per IMDb, and grossed $170,794,000 worldwide. It has a runtime of two hours and ten minutes, and it can be rented on YouTube, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Or your local blockbuster. Well, hey, Sean, I got a question for What's you. Up? Can we kick it? Yes, we can. Nope, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was more of a... And we're going to have a... Where I talk about these different terms a little bit later, but... 
it was more of a sci-fi horror, which I, which made sense. I was talking to Joe um, off camera, and he was saying how it felt like the X not nah, X Files. What? Nope, not X Files. What was the name of the show he did? Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Uh, Jordan Peele. Oh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, and I remember that you said he did Twilight Zone, and I saying that it felt a lot similar, and this that made sense because this was something that had the alien like in the background and stuff like that, and that could have this could have been an episode of it, obviously two hours and some change, so it's not going to be <laughs> not going to be a super uh, it was, but it was a I enjoyed it, I had a good time with it, I think i really enjoyed the first two acts a little bit more than the third act and some things i pulled out of it but in general i really like this movie and i like horror movies so you know that's one of my things so i'm always down for that uh so sean why is it that you didn't like the third act the third act i didn't like as much because i didn't and spoiler alert the reason i didn't like it as much is i very much liked it when the eight they thought it was a ufo or uefi as they said in this one but when it turned into like it was living and it like opened up i didn't it lost a little bit of that it looks like someone took some cloth and just like dragged it well yeah i so just like when as soon as it loses its uh um like as soon as the veil gets lifted and you figure out what it is as opposed to thinking like yeah you lose that um almost the horror element kind and then it becomes just yeah like survival or an action kind of thing. And I think it looks more silly than I wanted it to. Like, it had this budget, and it still looked impressive. It wasn't, yeah. like, ugly or yeah. shoddy in no regard. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, as a ship, by, when it was a ship, it looked more intimidating, especially Definitely. the way it moved and, like, sucked me. Reminded up. me of a butterfly for some reason when it was in its full form. Yeah, butterfly. When, when, it, when it, and when it did the weird octopus. And reached its Ooh. final. Yeah, an octopus, too. You said that. I thought, yeah, that's a better description. Yeah. And the square looked like a butthole, like yeah. just opening up, like you know. So <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I really like. It lost me a little bit in like, <laughs> that regard that... of it. You weren't supposed like a butthole. To. See, I'm telling you, you would have died. You would have yeah, died. Joe would have very much died. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't mind that it was uh, that it was an alien monster as opposed to to you uh, to a UFO. Um, and part of the reason why I did enjoy that is because I wasn't necessarily expecting that. You know what I mean? Like, I think having a, a UFO and having aliens come down, you know, that feels very like uh, Mars Attacks-ish or Independence Day. Like, you know, we've seen that so many times. So to have something just a little bit different where it's like, no, what you think is it's the actually, UFO yeah. is the alien itself. And it's just here to feast. I agree I enjoyed that. that aspect of it. I agree. Oh, well, then, Shim, can we kick it? Oh, yes, we can. Well, I'm going to kick uh, it to you. Oh, oh maybe. Well, Thank you. you. Know uh, <laughs> yeah, I I also enjoyed this movie. I didn't think that anything necessarily dragged. And when I first left it, because uh, I did see this in theaters back in August. Same Z. Um, yeah, so I, I went and I uh, saw it in Albany when I was uh, there for uh, Dragon Ball Super, uh, which was also a good movie. Saw two movies in the same day. And when I left the theater, I was kind of <laughs> like, um, I was stuck. You know what I mean? I didn't really necessarily know how I felt leaving that movie, but all I knew is that I wanted to see the movie again 
because I felt as though I missed something. Uh, you know, the way that the movie opens with, um, you know, the Gordy's home incident and then the monkey there. I thought that was a great opening to the flick where you see you hear these balloons popping and you see this chimpanzee just, you know, running amok. And then it just looks at the camera and I was like, oh, shit, like, is the UFO the alien? Like, do they ship the alien off into space and now the alien's back to get its revenge? Like, I have no fucking idea. And then there was like the whole thing with the shoe. I was like, is there some fucking god yeah. energy in this goddamn monkey like i don't know what's happening no, and none of that up to be panned out which didn't ruin yeah. it for me at all it made it i was like well, what am i missing here like i feel like i'm missing something and i'll talk about that um probably a little later on as we're uh talking about you know just different scenes and everything spoiler alert we will be having the fan favorite segment i seen it back in this episode <laughs> you get what you asked for <laughs> yeah, you guys what you asked for. Were un- wrong, unless it's man. Joe leaving, you can't always yeah. get what you want. Course, they were. Um, I do have a quick interjection to make, real quick, before you move on. I, I yeah, that is one of the things where I said I generally enjoyed it. That was one of the things I enjoyed the scenes. I thought they were great, well shot. They had the like, yeah, they had the creepy, and you felt bad for the kid. Like I, even though we had, we didn't see him yet, but we end up knowing he grows up. I, I felt that fear yeah. for him, like as a little kid watching. Oh, yeah people literally get murdered by a, a ape in front of him like it's obviously horrifying Some serious trauma <laughs> but yeah serious trauma it's no amount of therapy that would have saved that yeah. man but exactly i didn't like that it didn't tie in later yeah. for real like we could have took that aspect out of his character and i think he still could have been the child character yeah. Because it was, it was one of those things where, yeah, I think it could have... If it would have connected, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. But since it didn't, I just was left, like... Wanting more. That's like a 15, 20... Story. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes, I think, could have yeah. left, but... Yeah, and I definitely do agree with you. And I think part of it, for me, is, like, that's what I was missing. And this was now the third time that I've seen Nope. Um, and it's gotten better every time that I've watched it. <laughs> yeah, and it's gotten better every time that I've watched it. I've seen because it. Because... I pick up on different things, you know what I mean, Uh, and just like different pieces of uh, different pieces of dialogue. And one of them is after OJ discovers the alien for the first time. Ghost runs away, and during that scene, you can actually hear Jupe in his like uh, little amusement park there practicing the thing for the Friday night thing, uh, like the Friday night event that he's going to be putting on for for those people. And so you hear him practicing that. You know, and he's like, on you know, six months ago, I saw a miracle. And then you see the flying saucer moving around. And then OJ, there's a scene with OJ and M standing on the porch. And he's asking her, he's like, you know, do you believe in bad miracles? Is there a, a word for bad miracles? And she goes, nope. Which I think is kind of funny because they use the word nope, yeah. you know, throughout the uh, course of the movie. And every time the word nope is said, something crazy happens. Some type of like bad miracle, if you want to call it that. And that's what the Gordy's home incident in my opinion represents was uh, a representation of a bad miracle so you know the shoe standing up is like a sign and uh steven ewan's character jupe being the person to survive that you know like why like in that shoe is like the sign like oh i was meant to live here so him i think he recognizes earlier than oj does because obviously he had seen the ufo six months ago I think he realizes that this is some type of an animal of sorts, but because of his past experiences and perhaps having, you know, feeling blessed or feeling that he is something 
greater than a normal person and that he got lucky that one time that his luck's never going to run out, which is why he keeps feeding this thing, yeah. which then makes it more territorial and stuff like that. And those were the things that I picked up on the more that I watched it. I was like, oh, fuck, I wish I was paying attention even more the first time that I watched it because all of that stuff would have made sense. Um, and then on that note, Mike, can we kick it? Yes, we can. <laughs> uh, my my initial walkaways from the movie was uh, a lot of uh, what you guys touched on. Um, I love the fact that it was uh, it was kind of different. Um, it wasn't a UFO. It was you know an alien. The ship was actually an alien. Uh, I thought that was a different take that nobody really. Uh, I haven't really seen in movies as far as sci-fi goes. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, I felt this, wa- walking out of this movie, I felt the, kind of the same way I felt out of walking out of uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. It was like, I liked what I saw, but I wasn't mm. sure what I saw. And like, I feel like it's definitely one of I those movies that okay. could, like, I rewatching definitely helps a lot with uh, every movie, but this one in particular, because Jordan Peele really utilizes a lot of, like, little uh, movie techniques in, uh, mm-hmm. in his movies. <clears throat> There's a lot of yeah. mirroring. He in makes movies. Yeah. Scenes mirror each other. And... Characters mirror, mirror each other a lot too. Some of them. Um, mm-hmm. There was mirroring between like um, wrangling horses and like you know breaking horses and then like taking that aspect and then applying it to the uh, to breaking the alien quote unquote, uh, which you know obviously came a lot. And I've noticed that in general with horror movies that. Uh, a lot of it um, comes from past experience that the characters, uh, you know, uh, rely on and then bring out of. And that's what they use to uh, kind of plan out how to beat said alien. Motherfucking, uh, oh, damn. But uh, yeah, the general take on it was, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, but uh, as I was saying before, uh, horror movies in general take, like, leaps in storytelling. Like... Fear itself kind of brings it in, and then that that makes it a little easier for you to tell the story and like kind of suspend belief for a little bit. Obviously, with movies like this, so when they take past experience and like they do things like that, it makes it easier to like build the story, in my opinion, which is a great like uh, setting for the uh, hero's journey. That's why I think like horror movies are really really good templates for uh, telling uh, the hero's journey. Uh, it's it's just like it's an easier way for them to go about hitting it, but yeah, I, I just thought that the the movie definitely could have had a little bit more in, into it. Like Sean said about the uh, the the scene with the ape, um, just kind of felt like there could have been more to that opposed to just what it was. Which what I if it is what I think yeah. it was, it wasn't like enough for it to be really in the movie to make his character any better or worse for me. So. I felt like that kind of could have either been shaved off or, you know, utilized in a better way. But uh, Jordan Peele just makes movies for, like, movie fans, I've noticed. Like, he just uses a lot of techniques that are, like, really, really cool. Like, uh, at the end there was Steve Ewan, and uh, the voiceover comes over. He's like, it's time to go home, kids. And, like, right at the end, yeah. Like, that's just, like, that's really good. Like, those are things that people pick up on, but like you wouldn't really think of putting into a movie. Like those are just little nuances that he puts in that I really like, and uh, visually, and you he know, sets up his shots very he well. He dissed Chris Kattan, which you know everybody's yeah, happy Chris with. No, I said it. 
I hope we get big so he can like he can he, I can f- challenge him into a boxing match because I know I'd whoop his ass. Hey yo, like, hell yeah! So, the next Jake right. Paul right that's here on right. NTIP. You ain't nothing. Well, hey guys, thanks for kicking it. Uh, I definitely do appreciate it. Uh, so now you appreciate us. I do. do I do appreciate it? it. I do appreciate it. Do you? I think now it's time for us to move over to themes. Since uh, Sean stole my theme when we did the uh, the Prey episode, I just want to get on record and uh, kick my theme out first. And the the only one that I really have, uh, which kind of ties into it, uh, to a second one, would be uh, just pride in hubris, which I think is a theme in uh, a lot of movies, and just how your pride, uh, to quote Kendrick Lamar, pride's going to be the death of you and me, and you and me, and you and me. Uh, which ties into man versus nature. You know, uh, at one point, OJ has a flashback where he's talking to his dad and the, the horse ghost um, that uh, Otis Sr. dies on is uh, OS, if you will. Uh, it's called Ghost, and he's talking to OJ about how Ghost is kind of, you know, running the pen and how some horses can't be tamed or some animals can't be tamed. And this is right after OJ realizes that, oh, shit, I think this UFO thing is actually uh, a creature. I don't think it's a UFO, like a flying saucer that we think of. And, you know, the dad in that flashback is talking about how Ghost is being very territorial and stuff like that. So, OJ, you can see him kind of ruminating on things as the story progresses and and realizing with his skills and knowledge of being a a horse wrangler and breaking horses and taming horses, um, you know, not to be prideful in it and that he has to use you know, his skills and stuff like that to work with the beast to, to be able to tame the beast. And that ultimately at this point, when they break the animal, they literally break the animal at the end of the movie uh, by putting a balloon in it and, and making it blow up. So <laughs> that's going to be my, that's my theme is like hubris kind of also tied into man versus nature. And just, you know, you can't necessarily control, you know, when you, when you look at the hierarchy of prey and predator, we as humans think ourselves uh, as an apex predator, but there still might be something out there that is can, greater can than I us to be able to beat that. Um, because Sean of stole course. your theme, does it make you feel like a better person to steal my theme? Is that, is that what? <laughs> yeah, that I feel like feel I just want you to know, Mike, that I feel like a man yeah. when okay, I push no, you around. Cool. Yes. Well, uh, so on that note, now that I'm done with my themes, uh, hey, Mike, <laughs> what themes do you have? Fuck you, first of all, uh, and the red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> That is, yeah. No, uh, for my theme, I had, uh, I, I went man versus nature. Uh, that was, that was the one that I went with. Um, uh, the one big thing, obviously, that I, I drew from was uh, Otis, uh, obviously relying on the fact that he was a horse wrangler, and then using that to uh, extracting his experience with that to apply to taking the alien down or Jean Jacket down, and using it to essentially survive. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of man versus nature. It's almost like supernatural nature, I think, in this, because obviously it's an animal, so it's nature, but it's in space, so it's super nature. But, uh, It's yeah. like the unknown, yeah. you know? And, and, and also... No, yeah. go ahead. I'll let you go. I'll let All you right. go. Okay. And also, to tag along with yours <laughs> is, technology <laughs> is also man-made. Mm-hmm. And the actual, the actual, like, UFO slash, you know, monster from mm-hmm. space make sure that it t- cuts off all of man-made yes. stuff. So that's why, like, the phones die, the cameras die. Hell, even mm-hmm. the wacky arm, inflatable tube yeah. man, like, go exactly. down. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no. so, like, he still is, like, 
showing that it's apex even over all of our mm-hmm. games electronically. Yeah, yeah, the National Guard yeah. ain't gonna do shit. You come up with uh, fucking guns and all that. The guns might do a little something, They're- but. Any type of planes or anything that you try to fly into You're bomb just it, it's gonna fucking of crash. You know, like with that guy. That's those those characters. <laughs> that guy was a douchebag. He deserved everything he got. Uh, you don't love TMZ? <laughs> nah, it's TMZ. I like when they said Name that, two. and then the music was like dun dun. Like, <laughs> like they were the bad FBI guys in this movie, and they just were like, yeah. Well, we need to throw someone in there to sacrifice it. Like, just fuck everything up. TMZ, dude, why not? Let's make them the bad guys in this. Which, you know, I'm all for it. Go for it. Man, two things TMZ did good for society. Yeah. I'll wait. Uh, Ray Rice. They did the Ray Rice thing. They broke that story. That's one, and we, we can argue if they did good by that. They They broke the Kobe story, too. That's a good thing, Jim. Anyway, moving on. So, Sean, what no, you I got, that, uh, the other thing I movie. had was uh, oh, we the finish. obvious uh, nature, man versus nature. The obvious comparison is uh, Steve Ewan's character with uh, his man versus nature because he feels like he has a harness on it yeah. because of the um, the experience with uh, the the chimp there, uh, Dunstan, from Dunstan Checks In. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna just try to reference a different ape for each, you know, each time we have to talk about that scene. Um, he had a monkey. That's a movie though, with the, where the monkey's name is the title. That doesn't happen true. very often. That's oh, how yeah, popular Joe Young. Dustin. Uh, I was like King, King Kong. Kong. He has yeah. a thousand though. Yeah. <laughs> Curious George. Uh... Godzilla. <laughs> I'm I'm Steve Union right now. <laughs> Godzilla. What characters, Joe? Yeah, what characters? Okay. What characters, Joe? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie mo- with a monkey where the monkey doesn't have a name in there. Sound like the shit. Uh, Planet of the Apes? It, but oh, it's Planet a bunch of the apes. apes. It's, yeah. not, it's not called Caesars, you know. Caesars the main That's monkey, true, though. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't called Little Caesars. <laughs> Little Caesars. That should have been the name of the uh, cartoon. If they had it with him. <laughs> but uh, obviously with Steve Ewan's character thinking that he had some sort of hold on uh, an understanding like hostile animals. Because like uh, uh, Mojo Jojo just goes in there and he fucks everyone up <laughs> in that, that scene. He just like he kills. I'm pretty sure he kills two of them and he fucks that one girl's face up. And then he just goes over and he's like, yo, fist yeah. bump me, bro. What's up? What's good? So right there in that moment is where Steve Ewan's hubris begins. Because right there he's like, Oh shit, dude, like I'm Yeah. I'm fucking I'm I'm God to not only the monkeys, but the 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 space people, the the space animals and shit. So he thinks he has this this whole fucking like just containment on it. And then they just you know, in in a second they're like, No, you don't. Like (laughs) you really don't. I'm gonna eat you. So like that that was uh yeah that was the big things that I came out from uh for themes uh but yeah uh and they even say even trained animals can be unpredictable Steve Ewan's wife says that literally right before she gets eaten at that scene <laughs> like she's like cuz they're <laughs> she talking about it. the horse I believe and she's like the horse like bucks a little bit yeah. and she's like oh yeah uh careful guys you know even trained animals can be unpredictable so but yeah that was Facts. the the big thing I'm glad they showed that woman's face. At least a little bit. They yeah. gave us a little bit of taste of like the woman's fucked yeah. up face. It's like, all right, yeah, that's good enough. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jordan Peele knew too. He's like, I want to make sure her fucked up face is in there for at least. I want to give the people what they want. It did. 
They did. I mean, you can't do that. Joe didn't even like, like the movie. Her foot was moving. But yeah. he loved that scene. Well, like you said, that that scene was the, the movie. Shoe, though. Like I, I felt like, what is, what is going? What am I missing here? Like you know, like, but it, it was just a shoe. It was, it was a token from his, his childhood trauma that he could hold on to. And yeah. He had a whole fucking room full of it. Pretty much. Just dedicated to that shit. Just goes in there every day and just like, ah, yes. I remember watching people get murdered. Yeah, but also at the same time, reminding him and kind of like um, reinforcing that, that hubris. And that, res- uh, it's his responsibility you know, that to keep Way of thought, safe. you know, like I, yeah, I did not die. All of this is a reminder that I am chosen yeah, or something like the, that. You know what I, I mean? Like I am chosen. untouchable. Yeah. yeah. Well, I apologize for cutting you off before. No, Actually, no, no I'm no, not. Fuck fine. you. Hey, Sean. I don't accept Going back apology. to what's important here. Hey, Sean. What's up? What are your themes? Wow. Thank you very much. Well, I got a couple Easter eggs. Uh, just one Easter egg, at least, I want to bring up first. Ooh. It's exactly an Easter the egg. Or an homage the to something. There's a reference. <clears throat> oh, my God. It could be all the Anything. above. Who knows? So, Easter my reference. favorite Easter egg, reference, whatever you want to call it, is OJ on the white Bronco. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's what, yeah, I think it's an Easter egg. I had to bring that That's up. It was lovely. And then Jordan Peele's media company is called Monkey Paw, right? When yeah. when the monkey gets shot, you see it's just its fucking paw. So just to like a quick little reference to his company. Okay. So those are a couple Easter eggs right That's there. Cool. There's plenty of more in this fucking movie. But my theme for this easiest theme to pick is family. The reason that OJ doesn't cut bait and run even after seeing all of this crazy shit is because he wants to protect the legacy that his dad, who died in front of him, thanks to the fucking monster dropping out the, I guess, objects that it couldn't pass through it normally. I don't really know how that works out, but dropping the fucking coin through his skull and killing Jean him. Jean Jacket had so an intestine Truly, truly had a bad yeah, it rejected serious, non-organic material or something, you know, which is weird, which is weird. This It's not of our planet. Well, I, I feel like it should be able to eat yeah. everything, but hey, fuck it. Pepto-Bismol sells <laughs> everywhere. Indigestion's a thing. Absolutely. But yeah, the, the fucking name. Nausea, heartburn, someone's car keys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the name of the... They were the Haywards, right? Apparently, they tri- which either it was bullshit or it was real. They traced their heritage back to the first actor, fucking jockey, with all other things they brought up about that man who was on that four-second steal <laughs> on riding a horse. <laughs> you know, the company was named after their family. Obviously, it was a family business with OJ working with his dad, oldest senior. Hashtag, we also love the dad. I'm also, yeah, I think that he picked good. Keith David. Because he knew that would hurt me when he died. So specifically, I was like, no. But he didn't want to leave. He didn't. He wanted to buy the horses back at the yeah. end. Well, I guess not even at the end. At the beginning, he wanted to buy the horses back because they were his dad's yeah, horses. Yeah. They showed a bunch of clips of, like Shin was talking about, like when he figured out that it was not just a UFO, but that it was an actual like monster, like animal. It was because of a flashback with his dad like i said like family was very important and it led to a lot of things it, it moved the plot along pretty well like all the times like with the family thing yes yeah. so and it kept them from running away so and also kiki palmer 
and Daniel's relationship was kind of adorable, you know, like the little misfits. Yeah, yeah. Like one was kind of a fuck up, and all another one was like the boring. You know, leave me the fuck yeah. alone. He also may have had. He also may have been autistic. I don't know, or like had OCD or He's something. Definitely, on he the was spectrum. very. Yeah, he was very meticulous, yeah. <laughs> like all the things, bro. Yeah, yeah, he was not his thing. He couldn't even talk to well, a room full of people yeah. about a horse. A room full of white people. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. A room full of white people. So, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a, as somebody that lives in Vermont and is uh, very often the brown person, the brown person in the room. Uh, I also I I felt for OJ at times because like every time that he was surrounded by white people, like I feel that every day, and I'm just like I'm just not gonna talk. Like I'm not gonna say the wrong thing. I'm just gonna go do my shit. I'm just here to do my job and get the fuck out. Let them assume. <laughs> what have white people ever done? I don't know. What have you done, Joe? I don't know. Let's watch Django. Let's run it back. <laughs> run it back. <laughs> never never watched it. What? It never Quick question, Shim. Why don't you move? Uh, quick answer, Sean. I'm working on Y'all it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so family. <laughs> oh, Ben and Jerry's is nice. But it was a lot of family themes here. And they literally had like a little. I, I love that part. They all, they went all. Yeah, all of their flashbacks together were like one of them being like the I see yeah, motion yeah, to each yeah. other. Even at the end, which we will talk about mm-hmm. later. All right, so Sean. Yes. We all know uh, that you are a horror flick fan, aficionado, if you will. We all know we all, that well, we got did. Back. The four of us uh, know. Yeah, we all. Yeah, that too. Um, so. Love you. Uh, well, he, Sean's thriving right yeah, now. Sean is well, living he's his best. About to go Super I Saiyan know. Six. So we're going to kick it over to to Sean's honest minute. And this is going to be spooky school. Sean's about to teach us something. We're about to learn us a lesson. So, Sean, give us your honest minute. Well, let's go. This honest minute is going to be a little bit longer, boys and girls at home. But what we're going to do here is I'm going to take you to school real quick. A spooky minute with Sean. So you heard me say some things like, oh, this is a sci-fi horror. This is a psychological horror. Well, let's dive deep on what does those terms mean. And I'll start with Jordan Peele's movies themselves. Pretty good horror movies. As everyone can say, the man, he knows what he's shooting. So let's start with Get Out, right? Get Out. A man, like Shim says, Shim is a brown man who's constantly around white women. And other white people. And, and people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. White, white people as well. You leave those white women out of this. Don't you single them I'm out. Sorry. They've suffered enough. People. Okay? My best. I apologize to the white women community. It will never happen again for another two minutes. But, be as it may, he went home with his current boo. Our family was a well-off-to-do white family who... The mom was like a fucking therapist, and the dad was, I don't actually really know. A doctor. Neurosurgeon. Doctor. Okay, I was like, I don't know what to say it. Neurosurgeon. Yeah. Neurosurgeon, there we go. Yeah. And they had a bunch, they had, lived in the well-off area, bunch of white, bunch of white people, rich white people around, and all of the service. Seems like a nice community. Safe. All the service people were Right, black. Joe? Safe. That's what you wanted yeah. to say. Oh, scumbag. Well, wait a second. Hold on. Oh, you said it before. Scumbag. You said the thing. Mm, you said the thing. You can't say the thing. You can't say the thing. So, Basically, the family was kidnapping black people and oh, basically no. not 
mind swapping them with the rich white people who you know they sold them to the highest bidder yeah so he was scheduled to be one of them but he ended up getting saved by his own childhood trauma and his friend at the end but that movie is a psychological horror a story we can all relate to <laughs> absolutely yeah. i've been there once or twice jordan Peele. i had a dollar contract, based that based it on a nightmare that he had when he went to visit his wife's family. Really? For the first time. So, there you yeah. go. That's why it's like I that. see it, yeah. No, a horror movie. A horror movie, kids, is any movie that is supposed to bring out that sense of fear. It's supposed to scare you. It's, that is a, the jux of it. And under that, it's several categories. So, psychological horror, like Get Out, is something that's supposed to... To mess with your mind psychologically, ah, so it's not a big guy running at you. It's not a zombie. It's something that theoretically you could fight off. It's a human that's not super strong or anything like that. It's just they're coming at you from an aspect of mental. Like you, he's one on a thousand at that point, or one on the culture. Like he could physically fight all of them, which he ends up doing. Yeah, yeah like, again, these are people who aren't, they're not going to, it's not a Jason, it's not a Michael Myers, it's not Aliens, it's not Predator, like, he could beat them. Yeah, it's a horror. An existential threat, correct, as, as opposed <laughs> is, to yes, an eternal a threat. threat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess they still are external. Yeah, still external. But, like, yeah. They aren't him. Gotcha. But yeah, gotcha. so it's one of those movies. Us is actually just labeled as a regular horror movie. American horror is what they call cool. it. So I just, I, it's just supposed to. It just covers all the just bases. To scare you psychological just, and slasher. It's tried traditional horror. It's not really a psychological. It's a sci-fi horror. It's not as much of a. <laughs> I guess it's some sci-fi elements in there because of like the cloning yeah. aspect and things like that. But in general, that one doesn't have a category. So it's just a good old horror movie that's made in America. Get going, boys. <laughs> You did get them, and this last one, the movie we've watched. Nope, nope, it's a sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror. Kind of feels self-explanatory, but I'll say that it's a movie <laughs> where the big baddie is not of Earth. So think of Alien or Predator or Nope. Yep. It's all extraterrestrials that either come to Earth or we end up interacting with them in space, and we have to defeat them somehow. They're scary. They eat things. They kill things. So that's what they are. Any questions, boys and girls? Yeah. Uh, did that monster from Nope fuck something? Does it fuck? It fucks. Is it just one of them? It definitely fucks. It did not. Sh- oh, it fucks. Uh, check rule thirty. It- check rule thirty four. It might tell you <laughs> if it fucks or not. I'm on it. I can I'm only on imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Right. But in general, I'll it probably it. does fuck. <laughs> what's the What's the name of the monster it's from Jacket? Uh, I have to go to private mode. Hold on one second. Oh, you a bitch? You going to private mode? Dude, Jean not me. Let NASA Not NASA know me. what's up. Yeah, Jean Jacket porn. Jean Jacket porn. <laughs> You're going to find yeah, a lot of Canadian yeah. shit. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. Um, uh, there's a woman getting railed by a horse. Yes. Does that count? It kind of. That's nope. That's um, nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so one of my questions for you, Sean, would be... Uh, Jason X, is that a sci-fi horror? Jason X would be a slasher that probably had some sci-fi elements because he did go into space. But in general, yeah. our main bad guy is something that was born on Earth. So it's a horror okay. movie. It's a slasher that takes place in space. <clears throat> so it's got like sci-fi elements. Yeah. It's like Star Wars took a slasher and they fucked and then they spit out Jason X. Yes. 
Okay, that makes sense. Exactly the Disney years of Star Wars. Yeah. What about okay. uh, movies sense. like Poltergeist or uh, um, The Conjuring? What are those classified? Are those just horror movies? So The Conjuring, they'll be supernatural okay, horrors because yeah. those are like ghosts and yes, things like that. type stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like they are, they were born here, but they died and oh, they came back. Which I guess you could technically call Jason one of those because Jason did die. Is, is the Mummy with Brendan Fraser technically a horror movie, or is that an action adventure? Those are more, those are more action I feel, films. I feel like. The reboot of the Mummy is a supernatural okay. horror, but the one with Tom Cruise. No one cares about the Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, no one cares really about didn't it. Like that movie. It killed the franchise was, that they were finna that was, redo. That was the one so. where his friend comes back as like a dead guy and he's like talking to him and sh- yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah, it's just bad, just bad times. Joe, what did you find? Uh, I posted some rule thirty four in the Discord. Thank you. <laughs> we always need Thank that you. in our lives. Yeah, there's it exists. It's I'll make there, sure to open um, that at work in front of a bunch of my coworkers. That's what I'm gonna save that for. Absolutely. Right. We'll call a meeting yeah. first. That's All the right, best attention way to everyone, everyone, attention, gather around. Look at this. Click. Oh snap. You guys see the movie Nope guys? <laughs> Check this out. Oh, you like you know movies? Oh, dude, what? I love. That's so funny. Look at this. So there's a site. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, it's artist. There's art is subjective. Art is very subjective. Apparently, <laughs> and that, those are two women making love subjectively inside the crevice of the monster from Nope. Amen. <laughs> That's all. That is all that I have for this one. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Sean, for schooling us a little bit here. And uh, there you go, kids. Now you understand a little bit more about Nope and Get Out and just kind of what Jordan Peele is doing. It sounds like uh, he's not confining himself to just one box inside the horror genre. He wants them all. Yeah, he's touching them all a little bit, which is uh, which is nice. You know, it's nice to have variety. I can't wait for a slasher one. It's going to be dope. Well, kids, we have a very, very special interruption in the programming today. Um, you may have heard in the cold it's opening to this episode, you might have heard the one and only Alex Jones giving us his fucking view on, on movies and everything. So we have the man of the hour, Alex Jones, on the broadcast today. He's a self-proclaimed movie enthusiast and a funny man. Uh, you can find his podcast virtually nowhere uh, because he is a massive liability. Please welcome Alex Jones. Uh, uh, thanks, Rom. Uh, and that's you know the thing I wanted to talk about more than anything is you know, if you go back to the beginning of Hollywood and you know what the reason they were making those movies is propaganda. Uh, and it's always been, it's always been, you know, a globalist elite, you know, scheme to brainwash, you know, the people, and they do the awards, and, and you know, they talk, they go on for hours about the, the, the uh, you know, the, the imaging that they use in there, and, and they convert people, and, and they've been doing this for, you go back to 1938, so a bridge too many, uh, the symbolism in that movie is, it, you, you can talk about it for days, uh, certainly, there's right. the, uh, you know, cool. uh, but we're talking about the movie of the day, uh, Nope, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, what did you think of the third act, Alex? Yeah, I didn't have time to watch it. You know, as you know, I'm not you know, taking pictures. I, when I'm not, you know, taking pictures of my penis oh, and my Jesus. phone, I'm usually uh, making up lies about the uh, the murder of innocent children. As you oh, know, God. Uh, there's nothing this, that I enjoy more uh, than taking uh, numerous and plentiful pictures of my dick 
uh, and then lying about national tragedies. Uh, you know, so I can push my, you know, my, my supplements, my hack supplements onto uh, underdeveloped men like I like to uh, do. A- Alex, listen, uh, we invite you yeah. on the show to hold talk on, about the What are your dope. thoughts yeah. on, I think there was a strong hidden message in the... Real quick. <laughs> Let the man talk. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you asked that question because I, actually last summer uh, I went down to where Hillary Clinton and a lot of the globalists go, and I was sneaking around. It was a place called a, 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 a Wawa. I went down there, and they don't. Ha- I, I've never heard of this place before. I, this is a globalist elitist thing where they have these. Uh, they have spinning meat on little wheels. They spin and spin, and people will take. They actually eat this stuff. You got. You got to believe me when I say that they eat this stuff. It's disgusting. They eat stuff at a gas station. Okay. It, well, Wawa is not a gas station. Like I said, I went to one of these places. It's the least gold. Okay, was. I think this is all the time that we have for today. Well, wait a second. Hold on. I mean, Joe Rogan, if you're listening to this, I need you to give me a, a call back, please. You know, I've been leaving from voicemails on your answering machine, and you know, you said like something with your phone. Well, that was like about a week ago, and you know, I checked your Instagram, and I saw that you know you were actually on your phone. So I, I, don't, I, 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 I there's another. I okay, guys, just cut it. Yeah. Just cut the feed, guys. Cut well, the feed. Yeah, he, he wasn't even talking about the kids dying in this movie. I thought he would yeah, like that. He'd be all about it. I know, it. right? <laughs> <laughs> my God, what a fucking train wreck of an interview. Yeah, I didn't. My apologies. He said him? he did not say he was going to talk about that. Oh, I, that's shit. on me. That's on me, guys. Yeah, I guess. You know, I'm sorry. Right, well, he was te- he was sending me pictures and he was texting me stuff. Sending you like, pictures. Was, he said like Roger. He would send this stuff to Roger Stone, and I was like, all right. Well, Roger Stone's a reputable man. Who's more re- <laughs> who's more reputable than Roger Stone? So I figured let's get him on the show. So, all right. Well, uh, Joe, do you want? We're going to give you uh, a D for effort and trying, <laughs> and uh, we'll give you an F on the execution. <laughs> so. You know that's uh, that was that, that was, was something. That was so. raw. That was that was what journalism should be. Let's be honest. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no. I, I this is this no, is a, this is a movie do po- better podcast. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm just be, disappointed. Don't be sorry. Be better. All right. Get, get good. <laughs> Someone's mad. I have no idea where we should go from that fucking bus of an interview. Uh, thanks again, Joe, for bringing down the quality of the show. So I guess we might as well just moved on with our regularly scheduled programming, which in this case is I, I seen it. it. I think it. So the first scene for I seen it this week is going to be called Jean Jacket Feasts. Uh, it starts at one hour and eleven minutes in the movie. Jean it ends at one hour feasts. eleven minutes uh, and forty three seconds. Yeah, Jean Jacket Feasts. So Jupe, uh, played by Stephen Ewan, has just put on his first family event of the year where he is going to feed a horse to Jean Jacket in front of a live audience. And as he's getting ready to do this, all these people are are queued up, uh, sitting in the seats, waiting for a UFO. The UFO shows up early, and you see all these people get sucked up inside Jean Jacket. And this is the first time that we actually get to see Jean Jacket as as the creature. Like, we truly see Jean Jacket as the creature. So you see all the people get sucked up, and they have this really cool scene where you know, you can see the insides of Jean Jacket kind of moving around. The people are getting sucked up, and then they're inside this sphincter of sorts. Would that be the just throw? getting pulled up, and there's a woman screaming and in agony. And then it eventually, like, it's a, it's a very tight space. You know, it's like they're getting sucked up the asshole, uh, brought into the digestive tract of Jean Jackets. And then, right before the scene ends, the woman that's at the very top gets sucked all the way up. And then there's a decaying horse just right there in front of her, and she screams, and then the scene cuts. 
and it moves on to something else. And that's Jean Jacket Feast. I mean, it was just a really cool scene just to see inside the beast. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it, 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 it's nice getting to look inside an asshole yeah, of an animal. you don't get to see that. The only uh, other movie you get to see world. that in is like a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. you know. All right. So, Mike, what is our second scene for? The second scene it? of oh. the scene tit. I had a uh, whole gets the shot. Uh, this is about an hour and 48 into the movie. Uh, it's right in the third act, right near the end. Uh, our... our our protagonist at this point, well, from this point of view, uh, Holst, um, he, he just gets the shot of Jean Jacket, uh, doing his thing. And then, so he has this like really epiphany, epiphany moment and he's like staring up into the sun and he's just like, he gets this look on his face and you're like, this guy is going to do something fucking stupid. I know he's going to do something stupid. He's an old white man near death. He's got nothing left to live for. He's been talking crazy since he fucking got here. Pretty sure he's got a bottle of Jack in his boot. Let's have him work the camera. So what does old Hulse do? He trots his ass up the hill with his little ass camera, and he says some creepy cryptic shit. This is the exact words that uh, Angel says. He said, uh, so Hulse just said some creepy cryptic shit and walked up the hill. So he's like, what does he say? He says, we don't deserve the impossible, the light. It's going to be magic soon. Which I can only assume is him referring to, like, this shot's going to be fucking magic. Like, that's the only thing that I can think. Mm -hmm. So he chopped... You didn't say it like him. He said it like... You don't deserve a lot. Yeah, I know, dude. He speaks like a Highlander. Dude, he speaks like he's, like, in, like, every anti-smoking commercial ever made. Like, he is the spokesman. I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm Batman! That's how he yelled as he was getting sucked up. But no, so he trots his ass up the hill. Angel warns Otis and Kiki. I'm just, I can't remember her name. What's her name in the movie? What's the character's name? M. M. Okay. No, Jean-Jack Kiki. I'm going to call her Kiki because oh, that's way M, more yeah. fun to say. Uh, that dude, okay. uh, so oh, uh, Angel tells Otis and Kiki that uh, Holst is leaving and then he takes over the camera. So he starts shooting with the big camera. Holst starts cracking his, cranking his camera. Just... Metaphor That's exactly what I was going to say, Joe. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Was it really? No. no. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. Was it really? Oh, it was gonna say, I would have felt terrible. But uh, Hulse starts cranking his camera, looking up at the sky. Everyone knows it. And then uh, he's just accepting his fate. He's trying to get his Oprah shot. And that's... Listen, that's the shot that was referred to from Kiki and Otis throughout the movie. They wanted to get their Oprah shot, right? So they could get money. So that's mm. his Oprah shot, essentially. That's the shot that he wants. Um, and uh, so Jean Jacket, you know, he's sitting there, he's cranking, and then you see Jean Jacket, which is a very cool scene, too. It's just the, the, the CGI of the, the spaceship or beast coming out from uh, the sky and then just swooping down, and it begins to suck him up. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like the point of view yeah. of the camera, and it just shows like him. It, it was very like uh, Cloverfield ish like it was just it was very like muddled you just saw a lot of like legs and flailing and you heard him screaming and you know making his peace with whatever god he 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 worships that was such a cool shot of when he was going because you could like totally like jordan peele is so fucking good at that man of just like capturing the moment it's like yo you feel like you're going yeah like very it was amazing i believe that that would have been sick um 
his shots are like second. No, yeah, he sets up his scenes very, very nicely. Like they're always very evenly spaced, mm-hmm. and they have enough going on in them that you know you're not bored. There's not a wasted scene usually. Sometimes the the, yeah. the scene itself is a little kind of like you you don't need that in the movie, but the scene, the way it's shot, there's nothing wasted in that scene. Um, but yeah, like it's not a bad yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying. It's like Fat Albert. Like everyone loves Fat Albert. Yeah. I think still right, and like you know like. Well, yeah, because Bill Cosby did yeah. that shit with a ruler, yeah, and it was excellent. Exactly. I'll just let it. I'll, it'll be like that. It's it's yeah. It's that. It's also one of the few scenes where I was like, man, it'd be cool if this was in three D. Don't make a three D movie. Yeah. But this one it'd be scene cool to like kind of go into like, oh, I'm going into the butthole. It's happening. <laughs> and he also uh, he also foreshadows his own death earlier in the movie with a, a line of dialogue that. Uh, Oh yeah, that man had a death yeah, wish from the second like, you saw him. You don't get screen. the shot at the top of the <laughs> or something like that. I can't remember it. Shembry sent it to me. Yeah, horse girl, this dream you're chasing, the one where you <laughs> hold on, horse girl, <laughs> this dream you're chasing, the one where you end up at the top of the mountain, all eyes on you. It's the dream you never wake up from. He was yeah. oh, yeah. one eyed, one horn, <laughs> one horn. Sure looks strange. I need to go take it. That scene went on three minutes longer than it needed. And then, as to. soon as he yelled, yeah, cut, he was but like, it was great. Nailed it! And just ran off to his trailer. I really hope it doesn't come back because I need to take a shit and I don't want the toilet to not flush. In a world where alien buttholes <laughs> yeah. eat everything around them inside. <laughs> One man. And it's slightly attractive. He was just 90s voiceover guy. Jazz proof. Or a Highlander. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for you, Shem, what have you got for your next scene for Sainted? Uh, for third or first? Are we doing first? It'd be number for first, one. Yeah. It'd be yeah, number one in our hearts, here. but number we third. count here. We rate third. <laughs> we rate movies on a scale of seven, and we count Fuck down for yeah, this bitch. Dude. Yeah, gang, gang, seven, baby. Mm. Uh, what I thought was the best scene in this movie uh, happens right at the end, and I'm calling it over yonder. Um, this is right after M. Kiki Palmer's character. Um, she's the one that actually finally breaks Jean Jacket. There's like a whole kind of like little subplot. Not, I don't even know if you could call it a subplot, but they reference how there was a horse that she was supposed to break at one point named Jean Jacket. Uh, but then Otis Senior and Otis oh, end up using that movie for, or uh, using, end up using that horse. Um, on a Scorpion King set, yeah. so she ends up not getting to yeah. like have the horse and, and all that because the horse then gets an, ends up getting used for work. So they name Jean Jacket. So she's like the hero in this. So she run, she rides away. So leading up to the scene, the over yonder one, Jean Jacket has evolved into its final form, much like Frieza <laughs> or Cell in Dragon Ball Z. They both got <laughs> it took uh, four episodes less, though. That is true. They both <laughs> did. But Kiki Palmer M. Uh, takes this electric bike that owned the TMZ guy, uh, that was owned by the TMZ guy, and she rides it into Jupe's claim, uh, Stephen Ewan's amusement park, and she uh, detaches all of the wires that are holding the big balloon version of Steve Ewan. Jean Jacket sees this big thing and then captures it. And as Jean Jacket is approaching the balloon, M is down you know, using the well uh, photography machine that's part of the uh, that's part of the amusement park. And she ends up capturing the shot of Jean Jacket eating, you know, 
yeah. catching on to the balloon. And then when Jean Jacket goes back into the anus state nice. to eat, um, the balloon pops and Jean Jacket erupts. And then there's all this dust and all that. And this is where the over yonder scene happens. It's at two hours and three minutes uh, in the movie uh, and 23 seconds, two hours, three minutes and 23 seconds into the movie. And M looks out into the distance and she looks scared and upset and she closes her eyes and when she opens her eyes the dust starts to settle and you see the over yonder sign and there's oj on his horse and part of the reason why i really like this scene is as i had mentioned earlier there's a lot of mirroring throughout this steve ewan sees jean jacket's appearance as a miracle of sorts right and when he's first describing Jean Jacket arriving, he's talking about how it was foggy out that night and how Jean Jacket descended from the mist and, you know, ate this horse and it was like the horse was going home and yada yada, all this fucking bullshit. So this scene is very similar to that, where the dust is settling and through the fog, you know, you see the, the true miracle, which is that OJ is still on the horse lucky and is there. Another thing that I liked about it is Jean Jacket is territorial, right? And we know this because they talk about it in the movie. So, so That's Jean Jacket, know. yeah, with Jean Jacket being true. territorial, Must exactly. Those are movie and the rules. first time that um, every time that you see Jupiter's claim from the house, you can kind of see from the over yonder sign, and the over yonder was the gateway that you would walk through for the live event, which was where the UFO was supposed to be coming and taking up the horses and all that. So the first time that Steve Ewan tries doing this, you actually see a scene of Jean Jacket hovering over the over yonder sign, and then that's when it comes down and attacks the people in the crowd. So the way that I kind of saw the scene was like, OJ and M, they've defeated the monster, now this is their territory. Like They literally broke the monster. She even uh, claims don't fuck with And like, Haywood, it is now their she... territory. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, exactly, you yeah. don't fuck with Haywood, exactly. They say that uh, at some point in the movie. Uh, actually, yeah, like right, right there, right before OJ shows up. Yeah. And I just think it's a cool scene because not like now it's their territory. Like they have claimed this yeah. territory. They have fought the beast. It's like it's this is ours, bitch. On the stay nose out of our too, home. You like know what I mean? Yonder, and then he's very right on the there. nose. Like, yeah, it's a beautifully. I was talking scene. to Sean about this after. It is, um, and I had been talking to Sean about this after the movie came out, and it wasn't something that I had thought of when I had first seen it. And after talking to Sean. If this were the case, it wouldn't at all ruin the movie for me. I just want that to be very clear. I, I would still be very satisfied with the ending. Um, but Sean is in the camp that believes that OJ died at the end. Me, personally, I don't think that he does die because we've never seen Jean Jacket eat in the octopus form. We've only ever seen Jean Jacket eat inside the anus form. And even after Jean Jacket captures the balloon, when it goes to finally eat, the the balloon it turns into the anus form and then the buildup of pressure is what causes it to pop so while oj is on the horse trying to lead jean jacket away um so that way kiki palmer can escape you do hear a horse neigh kind of like it's being sucked up or whatever but we never see jean jacket turn into the form where we've only ever seen it eat which is the only reason why i think oj and lucky didn't die again if they did die doesn't ruin it for me. I still think it's a great ending to a flick. Well, uh, so Sean, I will I'll kick it over right to you. There. I'm jumping in. You ain't yeah. got. Don't worry. You ain't got to pass it to me because <laughs> what you just said was technically true. We did not see it, but also we spent about a good two minutes to three minutes looking at Kiki Palmer watch the result of what's happening as she screamed no while she was trying to get her bike to turn on mm. when it was far enough. 
So I think he intentionally left that there because, you know, it was Jordan Peele. I mm-hmm. feel like he left it there to be like, did it happen? Yeah. Did it not happen? Who knows? Plus, he likes to usually shoot two endings to things. So I'm guessing he had an ending for if he died and if he did not and just went with the ambiguous route. We're like, ah, let him make that decision. But the reason I say that he does die roots in, like, my family history, right? So my grandpa is from, my grandpa and a lot of my family on my dad's side is from the south, from Mississippi specifically. So one of their euphemisms of someone's dying is they went over yonder. So yeah. over yonder has two meanings. You, one is yeah. that it's over yeah, there, yeah. which is just not here. And <laughs> another one means, so it's either not here or dead. So him being unharmed after we saw him under the quote-unquote killing machine at that point because everything that day that went close to the monster jean jacket was dead we didn't get to see him we didn't see him get out we didn't see her celebrate getting out and at the end she didn't rush to him either no i think that's a Mm -hmm. big thing that she saw him if you would have thought that your brother died in that situation and then and let other than like the terror on the prairie Mm -hmm. Or Gina just sees her son get shot and it does not react oh, no. to him getting shot at all. <laughs> she sees her brother and we've seen them embrace in this movie a couple times. We've seen them do the I see you. She saw him and she just started tearing up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's her acknowledging that he's over yonder. He went he's to the, the other side. Because he doesn't come in. Neither one of them go towards each other. Yeah. And neither one of them say anything. So I'm thinking that's their like He's gone, but he's all of their thing was they see each other. So he steals, he sees her. He's with her. He's, he's her, watching over yeah, her. He's, yeah. he's gone, but he's not, but he's not, you know, he's going to yeah, be his around. memory yeah. lives on type thing. In, in yeah. I think um, there might be another meaning also if, you know, the over yonder might also be um, a signal of the return in the, in the hero's journey. He's now the master of both universes with her, I guess, if he's over, over yon in a supernatural being, but it can also be her as well, that she's now the master of this universe and the supernatural universe. She, yeah. She's at least the master of Hayward horses. Yes. That's all. Yeah. If they <laughs> have any left, she has control of them. And she's probably going to get that Jupiter's yeah. claim too. And as I said, if that ending is what it is, like the way that you explained it, yeah. Uh, it's the same way that you explained it to me after I saw it the first time, and I am totally satisfied yeah, with that ending. Yeah, that does not ruin the movie for me at all. Like it's, I, I thought it was a good ending, and I like that it's open, you know, and that there is room for interpretation. It's like the dreidel scene at the end of Inception <laughs> when Leo is like, "Am I dreaming or am Never I not dreaming? It. Like, how about I spin this? It's made. It's not made out of clay, but it'll still spin." <laughs> and then we never know. It's not a definite now. ending like the Batman. <laughs> yeah, like when the Riddler knows that it Batman is Bruce Wayne. So anyway, moving on. So anyway, that has been this week's version <laughs> of I Seen It. So uh, we know how much you guys really enjoy the movie line segment with Joe G. Um, but I believe Joe has something different for us today. I don't think Joe's given us any lines for our next movie. We had no lines going into this movie, so there's nothing to really review. There were some um, other kind of lines going on. There. Oh, well, were, yeah, that's uh, I'm yeah, so focused. We're gonna cut that lines. joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> Cocaine. So we'll cut this week, we're proud to present to you. You're proud of this? <laughs> Maybe. I guess we'll find out. Here's trivia with Joe G. I don't even think I'm proud of it. 
Uh, so you guys have been doing really bad <laughs> as far as these bets. You guys are taking terrible, terrible choices. Yeah, I was here. thinking we were gonna get some we did sort it. of like we did it twice. Yeah, right. So I figured this is a free chance for you guys to earn some points that you are some units that you can spend at the at our at our shop yeah. uh, patreon.com slash not the, uh, this is uh, this is a po- uh, we're podcasting and uh, you can go ahead and spend those units however you want through our website. So. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, oh, Jesus. and you guys are going to give me your answers. Uh, the points progressively go up, so if you miss one or you miss two, you're not out of it. You're always in this game. Uh, all right, so we, we flipped the coin backstage, and Sean, you won the toss. You uh, uh, you get to go first here. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, uh, so uh, this is a question for Sean first. What was my favorite part of the movie? When it ended. Oof. Mike, what's your um... guess? Probably when you got to see the horse up of the cl- uh, or the the, the close up of the horse's ass. Like, <laughs> like one of those scenes was probably your favorite part of the movie. If there was a horse shitting, he anywhere in the like movie, three. That That's like scene. three scenes. That's trash. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think your favorite scene in this movie is when you looked up the rule thirty four porn on true. this movie. Wait a minute. Are- I don't realize that was not true. You guys, these are all great answers. These are also all correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Everyone is up 100 yes. minutes. I will say the scene with the asshole was like watching uh, Double Dare 2000, and I was waiting for them to pull the flag out of the nose, too. It would have been really cool, but they didn't do that. Dude, that flag um, was just symbolism right. for anal beads. Let me tell you. Let me explain this to you guys, okay? Yo. Let me explain this. Right. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. If it was like flying. We need Alex like Jones a, back. Just like flying. See, that's just that's the gay agenda right there. That's that's all Jean Jacket was was the gay agenda. That's symbolism for the gay agenda. Yeah, I told you. All right, all right, Mike. This is a question is for you first. What do you consider was that scene? This is for two hundred points, two hundred units. What was oh, that, that scene? scene? That's a good question. Uh uh, probably um, uh, the the scene where Jean Jacket kind of swoops in sideways and tries to take the flag, right there at the end, uh, you know, and then and sucks it up, and then um, Daniel's character just jumps off. Otis jumps off, and then he kind of hurts his leg there. That was that scene for me. Yeah. Okay. It's a cool scene. All right, Shem, what's what was that scene? For me, I think. No, this is not for you. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say that. I was just saying my answer. Like my answer for me, like what I would think is that scene. You're not thinking the right way. You're not. You have to think how I would think. Inside the box. I know. Well, I think. I think that scene was when Jean Jacket turned into the octopus because, much like you, you're an octopus. Yes. All right, Sean. What do I think was that scene? I think that you think that that scene was when OJ was in the car driving back up, and all of the like blood rain was coming down, and then boom, Jean Jacket drops the fake horse onto the car, and OJ locks the door and say, "Nope." <laughs> These are all good choices. You guys are all wrong. Uh, the next question: This is three hundred units. Three hundred units now. If this was made into a miniseries, what network would air it? You know, the CW. What? This is going the to CW. Sean, this is going to go to Shem first. Yeah, the CW would the run. CW. It. Okay, Sean. I would say IFC. Ooh. IFC. AMC. Mike? 
Stop they got some of that Walking okay, Dead budget to burn up still. No, it'd be on Fox and it'd be canceled after two yeah, amazing seasons. That's that's a good. Point. It would get whole two right. seasons good for them. Yeah, right. It'd be a half a season. You guys, you get a pilot in. This is one big pilot episode. Anyone's game right now. Anyone. <laughs> Four hour event <laughs> brought to you by Marvel Cigarettes. Camel or nothing. All right. So this last question is uh, a million, a million Units. points. So this is anyone's up for grab. A million units, I'm sorry. Uh, what is my favorite flavor of ice cream? And I want you guys to DM me on Discord right now what you think the answer is. And uh, we'll reveal to the judges, uh, to, I'm the judge, we'll reveal, you guys are going to type your answers here. And then... Uh, we have to... Well, are you going to say gonna it? type it? Can you not do that? Yeah, you got to let me know. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. Do you, Mike, you can just you can just say the okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike says yes. nut butter, nut butter ice cream. Uh, of course, uh, being nut and butter. Uh, Sean said dis dick. <laughs> <laughs> dis dick flavored ice cream. <laughs> And Shebri said, "Ask flavored ice cream." <laughs> it's a uh, cookies and cream. Ah, that was number three. That was number three. You, wait, Five you shots. told me you love nut butter. Oh. I could have sworn you said that. No, it's it's cookies and cream. No, he lo he loves churning nut butter. Oh, okay. I misheard. Yeah, no, you were right, so close. Right, though, very close. You guys, one hundred units for everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the units, Joe. We appreciate it. Remember, uh, you could use your units, kids, at Patreon.com/slash. Not now. This podcasting. All right. So we are nearing the end of the show, and before we go into the awards, I want to pass it along to Mike. Mike, how would you rate? How nope? would I rate? Nope. I would rate nope out of our uh, prestigious uh, uh, seven grade seven. scale. I would give it a, I'd give it a solid five point two. Okay. Because, yeah. How many horses lived in the movie? That's gonna determine. <laughs> we don't like, not enough. Actually, no. None. It may have been some in the stable that lived. Oh, we don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a non-knowable question. So yeah. But, but the ones we saw, they did. Five point two. Mm -hmm. Out of seven. seven. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good horror movie. Sean? Well, yes, I was really enjoying it. And I said, like, that last little part went a little bit long. But if I was giving it a grade, I would give it 5.31. God damn. Out of seven, you know. <laughs> Every time. I see how this goes. I see how this goes. Maybe you should All stop right. going You know what? That Next that? time we do a game show, it's going to be Price is Right. <laughs> That's what it's gonna I'm be. I'm gonna win. Shim, what about you? I I think for me, I'd uh, I'm gonna be the highest uh, of the scores here, and I'm gonna give it a five point eight okay. out of seven. Wow, um, five point eight. That's yeah, good. I really like Jordan Peele's uh, directing. Uh, the writing, I think, is good too. He also wrote the new Candyman movie, which I really enjoyed. He didn't direct it, but he did write the uh, the screenplay. Um, and there, it's a good, it's a good movie. It could Act Three have been a little bit shorter? Yeah, probably. Um, Do we have to see the butthole overall, of Alien? Eh, 
Yes, Definitely. of course. That was the best part of the movie. Um, I'd give it 5.8 cannolis out of 7 Ooh. gobble ghouls. <laughs> I give it 5.2 Tony Sopranos. <laughs> I have, a, I, I have a, a rating I'd like to give as well. All right, Joe. Um, so this movie is... I was going to give this movie like a 5 also, but... Because it's like it's not as good as Get Out. I didn't see Get Out, but a lot of people really like that movie, so I think it's not as good as Get Out. Um, but then they showed the monkey lady's face after it got ripped off and stuff, which was like that internet thing. Remember the lady got her face ripped off by the monkey, and you're like, I wish I could have seen that. And Jordan Peele was like, he remembered. Yeah, he's like, me. you didn't see like, that. Wait, there was an internet thing where yeah, a monkey ripped a the lady's face off. Oh my god, there's oh, like a yeah. 911 call and like the woman's like, my friend, her her chimpanzees, and you hear the monkey go, ah, Dude, yeah, it's exactly that, and it like it rips her fucking face off, and then the woman just goes, she's dead. She's dead. She didn't oh. die, she lived. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's okay, okay to laugh at it. But she got her face I mean, I really fucked up anyway, by this monkey, but, yeah. and I've kind of wanted to see this, how it would look, and Jordan... That was Jordan the inspiration like, for it. Yeah, like a little piece. That's the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's... Jordan Peele. He wrote a whole movie around Jordan so, Peele just did I get a Make-A-Wish seven out of seven. kid. Oh! Seven out of seven <laughs> for the Jesus Maker. Christ. It's a perfect dude, movie. I came, dude, That's I literally sick. talked to you about a quarter, like three-fourths of the way through this movie, and you were like, man, this I don't get it. You did I don't get this movie. Point, sucks. No, you didn't yeah, say something. Well, I... I might have said but, something like that. Yeah. You know, d- you gotta take what Joe's. Yeah, but the funny thing is, though, is Joe made a good I, point a because he note? said something about uh, sunglasses at night. The song. Oh and, yeah, they have four. Yeah, and it's like a little bit of imagery because you can't stare the the uh, jean jacket right in the eye. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got you, Joe. Yeah, so the music was kind of hinted you in there. It's like I wear my sunglasses at night so I can Joe's, see. Joe's good for one little so, tidbit like, of information thing. when we watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, he paid. For five seconds, yeah. I paid attention. He could break it down. That's all it took. He breaks it down. 80s music. You gotta love it sometimes. Hell yeah. Well, Thank I'm proud of you, Joe. Yeah. Proud of you, Joe. You paid attention to a movie, man. I'm gonna. Golf claps. I'll clap for you. All right. Well, on that note, let's move on to the awards. Sean, give us your awards. Well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna start with the tri traditional, the age old. Uh, he needs a cough drop. <laughs> and oh, what? He needs a cough drop. He needs oh, a lozenge. Sorry? He needs a lozenge. Ooh, the try. Yeah. There we go. The oh, wait, there's the camera here. He needs a lozenge. And we're going to give it to my man, Antler's host. Host house. I forgot how you say that man's name. But the whole movie, he talked like this. <laughs> and all he did was say So he sounded like he really needed something to clear up that throat. Some water. And if you use the code NTIP, you can get half off of cough drops at CVS slash Walmart. Who knows? I don't no, know. No, that was Go the that was the deal we had with Alex Jones that's off yeah. the table now. Oh no. It's that, going. Yo sounded like uh Clint Eastwood's grandfather. Like if he was still alive. He wanted to be Clint Eastwood and he sounded That's like budget his Clint grandfather. Eastwood right there, and baby. We got Clint Eastwood at home. Grandpa Yost, he just takes pictures and talks about weird shit. <laughs> and his voice is just bad. <laughs> but in the most prestigious <laughs> award we have all night, we're going to call it the Vampire Diaries Ooh. Award. And you may be wondering, why is it the Vampire Diaries Award? Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, our friend Angel. Lost his girlfriend, who got a pilot on the CW. 
which was famous for hosting Vampire Diaries. So the Vampire Diaries Award goes to my <laughs> man Angel, because he got his girl taken by Stefan slash oh man, I don't remember I'm the out. name of the other vampire. <laughs> Damon, uh, Damon, Damon. Never seen that. She there got stolen by Stephen uh, Amell. You yeah, have failed oh, this no. city. <laughs> Your girlfriend is now mine. So, so I wish I could give out the Sam Bradford Award, but I think this no one was probably too overpaid. Yeah, you gotta that's earn it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You got by doing nothing. Yeah, you gotta do nothing, and people did things. They did so. some things. All right, Joe, your awards. Uh, I have uh, two awards this week. I have the Steve Irwin Award to OJ for uh, learning how to wrangle the monster uh, and finding the beauty within the beast. So uh, Steve, the coveted Steve Irwin Award is going to go to him. And, oh, snap. And uh, is it because he died also? Oh! Because yeah, he, he died by it. I'm like, <laughs> there it is. We've come full circle. You did it. And, and the Tony Danzo Award goes to the monkey. What was the monkey's? Chad? What was the monkey's He's name? He's called him at Chad. What was Gordy. the monkey's name? Gordy? Gordy, yeah. Yeah, because just like Tony Danza, that monkey was a monkey with a TV show. <laughs> so good for good for that monkey for the Tony Danza Award. Nice, nice. All right. Thanks, Joe. You're what welcome. about you, Mike? Uh, for my awards, I had a Creepy Ewok Award. Uh, that goes to Steve Ewan's kids because that whole scene just freaked me the fuck out. I believe I remember watching that with you, and I was like, I think I said no at one point when I nope. saw those little fuckers. I think you did, too. Like, that was fucking sketchy. Um, uh, and then I have the uh, Abused Horse from Mr. Ed Award, and that goes to uh, the chimp from... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what is it, Gordy's house? Yeah, because you know that, that 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 monkey was not well taken care of. So, like, he, he deserves an award. Uh, even though he did get shot in the head. And then, uh... <laughs> and then, for, like, you know, just for shits and gigs, I had the Alex Jones Award for Jean Jacket, just because I couldn't understand what the fuck it was saying, and it was so incoherent <laughs> the entire time it was talking. So, uh, yeah. So those are my awards, yeah. Topical. Nice. What about you, Shem? What right. are your awards? Well, I've got two awards. My first award is the prestigious Intero Rectogestion Award, which if you don't know, watch some South Park and you'll understand. <laughs> it's that it's, uh, episode. from the episode <laughs> where Cartman decides to eat food up his ass and puke out his mouth. So I'm giving the Intero Rectogestion Award to Jean Jacket for eating people through his asshole and then spitting him out his mouth. Good for him. And finally, my last award, and uh, it's it's crazy that Antler's Holst is uh, cleaning up at the fucking NTIP yeah. awards right now because I'm giving the white people mm. shit award to Antler's Holst for climbing up on that mountain to get the shot that Drew <laughs> made of because shot. that is some motherfucking white people shit. Yeah, only you a white person would be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up on this mountain. <laughs> And I'm going to die so I can get the shot. We don't deserve the shot. It's like smoking meth in a, in a, in a, in a trailer park. White people are the same people that are like, do you know what's really fun? Yeah, Free climbing. It's like, such how do you climb up the side of this mountain without oh, God, any fucking it, ropes, no ropes or anything? Like, I could die at love any it. time. White people I are so privileged that the only that. rush they can get is by putting themselves in near death or death experiences. So, Antler's Holst, this one's for you. Congratulations on the white people shit award because you're living up to this true standard of white people. 
Good for him. I do have an early. This is hot off the wire. Uh, there's an early Oscar pick. Uh, Steve Yuen. I uh, fucked up his name, no. didn't I? Yeah, you did, but you're racist. That's one. <laughs> I've never pronounced his. I've never. I don't even know what his last Something name is. Something racist. Steve from the uh, the Walking's. Uh, wow, the, the Walking, Walking Dead, Dead, Dead after show. Just assume you don't even fucking say. Uh, because of his compliments of Chris Kattan, the ability, the amount of compliments that he paid Chris Kattan, and the and the way he he it was either two things it was either heavy sarcasm or that monkey fucking up something. <laughs> but I think the way he really made you think that Chris Kattan had an ounce of talent was fantastic. Chris Kattan uh, is he deserved. It's a, Hollywood is a buzz for this Oscar pick. I don't agree with that at all. Steve or uh, Chris. God damn, God. such a good line. Such a good line. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for sticking around if you made it this far for our episode on Nope, the first episode for NTIP Spooktober. Spooky Tune in next time where we'll finally be releasing some shit on Halloween because the next episode will be on Halloween ends. Thank fucking God. So tune in next time. You know where to find us. Same pod time, same pod channel.